Hey, Disney fans, looking for the latest in Disney news? And interviews with some of Disney's biggest stars? Well, have we got the podcast for you. Welcome to D23 Inside Disney. I'm Jeffrey from D23. I'm Sherry from Oh My Disney. And I'm Tony from Good Morning America. And together, we're taking you Inside Disney. Happy holidays! La 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 la. It's here, it's here. Sherry, I can like feel your vibrations of excitement <laughs> through the Zoom. Yes, my like whole laptop is shaking because I'm like so excited. <laughs> oh, it's here, but it's like getting to that point where it's so close that it's kind of sad because you know, next time I talk to you guys, it'll be over. <laughs> oh, that's, that's work okay. too far ahead, Sherry. That's true. Yes. I mean, only, it'll only be a little over. We'll still have New Year's yet to come. Good point, great point. And the countdown to Christmas 2022. So there you go. <laughs> There's no shame in starting that clock immediately, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what have you been up to, Tony? <gasps> Obviously, Hawkeye. I actually, mm. fun story. I started watching from episode one again, just for funsies. <laughs> really? Nice. I'm extra caught up. Extra caught up. I'm so loving it. So loving it. And I want to be spoiler free. You know. <laughs> and honestly, like by the time this comes out, well, they'll have had the finale, which is just crazy. But there was a reveal in episode five. And then I saw Spider-Man No Way Home, which first of all, again, I can't spoiler it, but it my brain couldn't handle how like, amazing it was. <laughs> but something that happens in Hawkeye episode five ties in something that happens early in Spider-Man, and I have so many questions, Ooh. so I'm very excited, Ooh. and it's a whole other Marvel thing, so I can't even, I'm so excited, and congrats, because No Way Home was just amazing, amazing. Wow. Uh, and Sherry, what else, what have you been up to? Well, I enjoyed something a little bit more contained, so it's a <laughs> Christmas special from 2016 on Disney+. Plus. It's called mm. Duck the Halls. It's a Mickey Mouse short. And it's Ooh. so cute, you guys. It's about Aww. Donald and Daisy. And they're going to fly south for the holidays. But Donald doesn't quite want to. He wants like the chilly winter, hot cocoa, snowy kind of holiday season. Mm. Hilarity ensues. And it is just so cute. Very heartwarming. And yeah, I mean... I would watch it literally any time of year, but now is the time to watch it. So I highly suggest anyone who hasn't seen it, check it out on Disney+. Plus. I love that. Well, and speaking of Disney+, Plus, coming up on the pod, Home Sweet Home Alone actress and friend of the pod and hit monkey voice, Ali Maki is back joining the show and Yay. she's got more stories. There's more, there's giggle, there's giggles, there's lots, <laughs> a, a lot going on. Oh, and one thing that I, I got to do last weekend and so much fun, D23 held a holiday mixer at the Bowers Museum. And, and you guys know I was there the week before because we did a, a press event and opening and so much fun. They had Mickey, they had Minnie, they had Goofy, they had bell players who were incredible. Three people, each holding four bells. <laughs> it blew my mind. There was Coco, there were cookies, there were some of our pals from Mouse Info, the Disney Examiner, Laughing Place, Attractions Magazine, Disney Geek, so many of our friends were there. And of course, the incredible exhibit, All That Glitters, the crown jewels of the Walt Disney Archives at the Bowers. So what a great way to be enjoying the holiday season. So excellent. Congrats to the D23 team, the Walt Disney Archives team, and our friends at the Bowers. So 
Very cool. And Sherry, we get some news. So we want to lead us off. Yes, I've got great news for fellow lovers of sitting on their couch watching Disney+. Plus. Disney Plus is teaming up with Apple SharePlay for video watch parties just in time for the holidays. So if you're a subscriber with an iPhone, an iPad, or Apple TV, you can watch Disney Plus content completely in sync with all your friends and family while on a FaceTime call. Super cool. We can watch them with in sync. Lance Bass and JC Chazé, we can be watching snow. Is that not what you're saying? I got very excited for a moment. Yes, with Justin Timberlake. Yes, uh, the whole the whole crew is going to be there. Sorry, sorry, did not mean to. Just I, yeah, sorry. So SharePlay hosts up to thirty two people, which is like more people than I know. So I have to make some friends. <laughs> and offers each participant in the call the flexibility of choosing your own audio, choosing your own subtitles in the language of your choice. And if you prefer to watch on a bigger screen than your phone, you can also sync the content to your Apple TV. We are living in the future. This is super cool. I can't wait to use this. Fun. And that's just in time to use SharePlay on this really fun addition to the Disney Plus library coming soon. Free Guy is streaming on February 23rd. It stars, of course, Mr. Ryan Reynolds and has a lot of really fun cameos throughout. So... Great to see that this one coming soon. Mark your calendars. Loved that movie. So good. Uh, Something else coming soon, though not quite as soon as Free Guy. Marvel's Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. And none other than Lawrence Fishburne, who is one of the producers on the series, gave people a first look. You can see it on marvel.com. I love the animation, very fun, very like a, a really fun comic booky 2D look. Uh, the music was terrific in the trailer. Anyone who does not know, the series is going to follow a 13 year old super genius and her 10 ton T-Rex named Devil Dinosaur. There you go. Hmm. Something else potentially coming up, Disney branded television is developing the witch verse. Sounds like something I could get very much into. It's an all new animated anthology series. And they're working with Baobab on that. And it's going to be developed for Disney Plus. So it's this global celebration of the international cultural phenomena of witches, their magic, and of course, the witches' universal connection to nature. And in each witch episode, it's going to comically explore and uh, upend common misconceptions surrounding global witches. I mean, I wonder, could Agatha be, I mean, do we think (laughs) Agatha was misunderstood? I don't know, maybe. But that is in development. And then a piece of news that my niece Dylan was incredibly excited about, Bunked, the Disney Channel hit series has been renewed for a sixth season, a whole new season and featuring friend of the pod, Trevor Torchman. I imagine many hours of shared viewing with Dylan on that. Fun. Well, these announcements, you guys, always make me smile, but there were three Disney films that were just added to the National Film Registry of the Library of Congress. So fun. So each of the films were selected for its, quote, cultural, historic, or aesthetic importance to preserve America's film heritage. And the films are Flowers and Trees, Ah. Star Wars Return of the Jedi, and a personal favorite of mine, Wally, was added to the registry. Fun fact, Wally is also the second feature film from Pixar to be added to the registry following uh, Toy Story. And there's such a good story on d23.com on this as well. So go, go, go over there and read up. Oh, 
Love that. Well, I've got news from the cute department. A baby <gasps> rhino was oh, born yay. at Animal Kingdom Park. Woohoo! Lola is the rhino's mom. She delivered a healthy and adorable female calf in early November. This baby marks the third white rhino born at Animal Kingdom in the past 13 months, which is incredible. And the 13th white rhino born at Walt Disney World Resort. So that is amazing, amazing news for conservation of this near-threatened species. Lola and her new bundle of joy are spending the next several months bonding backstage, but they will soon join the rest of the herd at the Harambe Wildlife Reserve. So yes, we've had a lot of baby animal news, I feel like, recently on the pod. (laughs) And we're still, I'm still pitching any of our names or a combination of our names. Please, it's been out in the universe for so long. <laughs> They're Tony, Stony, Stony. We're we working on this Stonery. into 2022. I feel. Yeah. Right. Yes, rolls off the tongue. And in other parks news, select fan fave tours from the Enchanting Extras collection at Walt Disney World Resort are coming back. Yay! Yay. They are available for booking and returning beginning February 6, 2022. Lots of great tours coming. Disney's Keys to the Kingdom for all you history buffs out there who are also down for a five-hour walking tour. Caring for Giants about the largest inhabitants of Disney's Animal Kingdom theme park. The Wild Africa Trek. I've actually done this one and it is amazing. You get to cross a swinging rope bridge over hippos. It's like the craziest thing. (laughs) I have done it too and I loved it. I am with you on that. So cool. And if you want to get even closer to the animals, Up Close with Rhinos is a 60-minute tour that takes you backstage to meet these guys and savor the savannah where you can explore the sights, the sounds, and best of all, the tastes of Africa. Yes. Mm. That's right. <laughs> so check out DisneyWorld.com to make an advanced booking or the My Disney Experience app. And I've done the Keys to the Kingdom tour actually a couple of times because I'm that geek and huge, <laughs> huge fan. So I'm so glad that those I are I feel back. like you could lead it at this point. Debatable, but you know, I could. I would certainly <laughs> give it the old college try. But before I do, you know what it's time for? Christmas time. <gasps> oh, gingerbread all around. But first, it's time for five fantastic things to watch this weekend. Courtesy of our friends at D23, the official Disney fan club. For complete listings, visit D23.com. Jeffrey, what's up first? Well, I say welcome to the family, Madrigal, because on Friday, December 24th, the perfect Christmas Eve gift, Encanto comes to Disney+. Plus. So, so excited. If you have do not know about this, well then go back and listen to our pod because we had the fantastic opportunity to interview Lin-Manuel Miranda and Stephanie Beatriz who were fantastic. So incredibly excited about that. And I'm incredibly excited for the Lost Tombs of the Pyramids. From our friends at National Geographic, it tracks a team of archeologists who unearth and examine the lost tombs making the most important find in Egypt since the opening of Tutankhamun's tomb. Now that is coming on also on Christmas Eve. So a little Christmas gift there. And then if you would like to open up something magical on Christmas morning at 7 a.m. on Christmas day on Freeform's 25 Days of Christmas, you've got Arthur Christmas. So featuring the voices of James McAvoy and Jim Broadbent. So, so much to enjoy. Ah, Love it. Also on Christmas day, the Disney Parks Magical Christmas Parade. It airs Saturday at 10 a.m. on ABC. So yes, I will be on the lookout for Yellow Gingerbread Man number three, my main man. (laughs) 
<laughs> and it's hosted by Derek and Julianne Huff in Walt Disney World and Freeform's Trevor Jackson and Sherry Cola from Disneyland Resort, featuring performances from iconic stars like Gwen Stefani, Darren Chris, Chancellor Rapper, and many more. And if you miss it on Christmas Day, it streams on Hulu the very next day. Yay. Honestly, I feel like I've watched that every year since I was a kid and I love mm. it. Love it. Love it. Same, mm -mm -mm -mm. same, same. Same. <laughs> and finally, sports. Do, 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 do. Later on Christmas Day on ABC, ESPN, and the ESPN app, 13 hours of live NBA coverage with tip-offs from wow. noon Eastern through 10.30 p.m. that night. ABC and ESPN truly have it all on Christmas Day for you sports fans after the Christmas parade, of course. All right. Well, let's get to our guest. Since we last spoke with her about her adorable turn as Giggle McDimples in Toy Story 4, she has racked up even more Disney credits as if Giggle wasn't enough. She's <laughs> lent her lovely voice to the Owl House, reprised her role of Giggle for Lamp Life, gotten involved with a hit monkey, and now stars in the Disney Plus movie Home Sweet Home Alone. Please welcome back to the pod, Ali Maki. Oh my gosh, I'm so happy to be back with you guys, my friends. Yay. <laughs> Yay, reunited. Uh, it's almost like two years to the day. It's like crazy. It's so weird. I just remember being in y'all's office, chatting all the things and uh, and Giggle mm. McDimples and here we are, but what a great reason to be all back together. Indeed, indeed. So let's start Home Sweet Home Alone. Your opening scene is genius. <laughs> Please explain the shuffle. Well, the shuffle, I got a lot of practice because that was actually one of the audition scenes. And so I remember being in just this little tiny casting office and they were like, just go for it, just go for it. Like whatever you're gonna do. So I did that in this little tiny casting office and there wasn't a lot of room. So I'm just like taking the tiniest baby steps you ever did see. And it was great. <laughs> it was magic in that room. And then we got to bring it live to the set. And, you know, I don't know, it, it, it was just so much fun. And Dan Mazur, that really was all him of like, he said from day one, like, I wanna draw that out. He's like, I'm gonna play the whole thing. So just, we did a few times and each time he's like, longer. He's like, maybe go double the amount of time. And I was like, all right, here we go. <laughs> I mean, honestly, it was one of those things where it made it even funnier because just when you thought it was going to end, it kept going. Yeah, exactly. And it was freezing cold. I mean, I, I'm sure you could tell, but like, we're really in a snowstorm. Like they were constantly shoveling the streets and it was like, we were getting snowed in, our cameras froze. Oh, wow. So to be in that outfit, wow. it was, I mean, I was freezing. So I think I was also shuffling because I'm like, keep the body moving. Like don't shut down and freeze. And we had all these little like heat packs all in our shoes and in my coat. And, you know, so we were really, we were really doing it guys. <laughs> Wow. Wow. And your fashion was very on point, by the way. You always looked impeccable in every scene. I mean, I had so much fun at the fittings because I have to send you guys a picture that I have, or maybe I'll post it at some point of the twins that play my son and I, we were in all matching, like bright silver matching outfits. And like he had a huge puffy, you know, silver jacket and I had like a matching silver thing. And it was so ridiculous, but we had so much fun. And in that first fitting, we were really just trying to figure out, well, what is May's, you know, fashion look? Because we could go a, a bunch of different ways. And we eventually found our way, lots of faux fur and lots of statement things, but over like, you know, sleek black dresses. So just so much fun. Mm. 
So Ali, had you been a fan of Home Alone before? I mean, are you kidding? I was just saying, I think I've seen the movies like probably 50 to 75 times. I was just watching it this morning while I was in hair and makeup because why not start the season out right? I mean, it's honestly, and I'm someone who, I don't know if this is a you know crazy thing to say, but I love Home Alone too. Like when he goes to New York, it's like, that one is so good. It's so good. <laughs> He's like, said, don't count your tips in public is so good. <laughs> Definitely a huge fan, like massively so. Like I was saying in the press conference that I had the, you know, they had the talk boy, the recording device he has. I had the talk girl, which was the pink version of it. And I would just go around all day and record myself, play it back, record it. It was so, I was obsessed. Wow. Wow. Well, I mean, the movie is full of funny moments and hijinks. Were there any funny moments on set you can tell us about? Funniest thing that happened during filming? I mean, I just love Ellie Kemper. Well, Ellie and Rob both, they're so funny in real life too. They just, just such warm and hilarious people. But there was a scene where Ellie's character has to literally like step on my face. And so it was just a whole thing of, you know, it was COVID too. So everyone was like, you know, we have to be very careful and everything. But, you know, I had a stunt, a face stunt double who was amazing and made me look so good. But then we had a couple takes at the end where he's like, do you mind if, if her stunt double actually steps on you? And I was like, let's do it. And I just was like, I'm a, I'm a stunt person now. I, I got my face, you know, and they like took a wipe to the bottom of her slipper. So it was all clean, you know, but then I got a full like, bleh, like on the thing. And I felt very accomplished that day that Ellie Kemper, you know, stepped on me. <laughs> I love that. Wow. Not everyone can say that. That's a no. great, great sentence to say. Accomplishment, guys. <laughs> I love it. Add it to the resume immediately. <laughs> I'll put that on my IMDb, guys. There you go. Face stunt double. Or not even stunt double, face stunts. There you yeah. go. Amazing. <laughs> all right. Over the last year and a half, we all binged a lot of Disney+. Plus. What have been some of your favorites? Oh man. Well, Shang-Chi that just came out was, oh, it's just one of those things. I just, anytime I see an Asian American cast, I just start crying. And I was talking about this with someone that it's not even in the dramatic scenes that I'll, I'll just start like convulsively crying. It's more in just like the funny moments where they get to just be themselves and be funny and be just, you know, like all American people that we are. And like when Simu and Aquafina were just, you know, doing their back and forth bits, like that was when I'd find myself getting teared up. I think it's just so cool to see people that look like us, you know, people look like me, like on screen, just getting to be themselves. And so definitely Shang-Chi and oh gosh, what else? I mean, anything Pixar, I feel like they've had so many fun stuff come out. And I'm excited for the next one. They have uh, seen red, right? Seen red. Yes. Turning red. Turning, red. Turning red. Turning red. Yes. That looks so, so, so good. And just watching a lot of the, the old stuff too. Like I was just watching Hocus Pocus. I mean, that's yes. <laughs> which they're making another one, right? Yeah. Ooh, just started production wait. and and they're reprising their old. <gasps> Oh, it's going to be so good. I, I'm going to find any way I can to like sneak into that premiere or whatever, just sneak into anything. <laughs> Fair. 
I love that you mentioned um, Shang-Chi because we had both Simu and Aquafina on the show at separate times. And Sherry, you said something similar to Simu, I want to say. Yes. Yeah. I mean, as a fellow Asian American, representation <laughs> means so much and you don't really realize how much it means until you see it and it happens and you just feel something so deep in your heart. It means a lot. So yeah, I totally, totally understand that. I know. Isn't it weird when you have that like very visceral reaction? I'm like, why am I crying? Like, I'm, yeah. I'm just like, what? This is not even sad or anything. <laughs> I know. I know. It's inexplicable. I yes. know. Yes. Oh, I love that. Okay. So please explain Hitmonkey to us. We know it's animated. We know it's on Hulu and we're pretty sure it's not for children. So please tell <laughs> us everything. It is absolutely not for children unless, I don't know, maybe some children, but I would hope not. It's very gory, but in such a, like, I don't want to say fun way, but I mean, it, it is like still very fun. It almost has that kind of, it's a little bit like John Wick, you know, meets monkey. I mean, <laughs> I was watching this just finding myself falling in love with Hit Monkey because it really means a lot when you can have a main character that he, he speaks in monkey but yet I felt so much for him he just has <laughs> such a rich backstory and you know I got to play detective Haruka who she's new to Tokyo she's from a little small town and she comes in as this honest cop and you know through this whole journey her values get tested and you know she's like the only woman on the squad there so she's kind of dealing with that and kind of being you know people not taking her seriously and and I just had so much fun on that show that again was something we recorded a lot of it during the pandemic so my fiance had set up this thing he has one of those boxes that you just put your head in and a lot of it I was just doing like that and you know, that's how we did it. But I had so much fun. And again, that was something where we could improv a lot. And, you know, I had a great time on that because I'd never done any voiceover that was more so like a dark comedy in that sense or something mm -hmm. for adults. So it was, it was certainly very, very fun. Wow. Well, speaking of fun, let's talk Giggle McDimples. Toy Story 4, I think had just come out when we first spoke. Yeah. What has it been like for you since? Have you been asked to record voicemail messages as Giggle? If not, do you want to record mine? What <laughs> are questions for you? <laughs> you know what? I've had a couple of like birthday requests from friends of friends and their kids. They're like, will you just leave a little like video or something talking as Giggle? And that, that just makes me so happy. I mean, going back to representation like when that was coming out just seeing the young girls or people that were Disney bounding as Giggle made me just so excited because you know to be like a six-year-old girl and you see yeah of course I could be a cop and of course I could have like you know an Asian American character that meant the world to me and I mean Giggle is just she is my mentor my <laughs> my temple <laughs> She is, she's just so awesome. And I, like I said, I would love to reprise her in anything, in any format, in any world, even if it's on your voicemail, I'll do it. Yes. <laughs> yes, please. Yes, please. All right. Having been shopping with you, I know that you collected some good giggle merch. So what is the most unusual? Know. I do. <laughs> what is the most unusual piece of giggle merch that you've been able to find? 
Unusual. Oh, well, mm, you know what's fun is the toys from Japan are really cute because they love minis there. So it's already mini. And so then the giggles there are like so tiny. I'm just like, how do you get a giggle even tiny? Which I love that because I growing up, I used to always collect like the miniatures of things, especially like the Disney stuff. So that's very fun. I have a purse that's really cool that is actually like a cool fashion then it it's the shape of her little you know box station oh yeah it's really that's like a cool like fashion item but I you know me I got all this I mean I bought all the stuff with my own money (laughs) I was like a pop socket and you know there's one that's like a little like hopping giggle and I think my favorite is I have a box of just all the variations of her, like just a bigger giggle and then the smaller, and then they get progressively smaller and smaller until it's just like, like this big where it is actually (laughs) could be a choking hazard for pets. So (laughs) I just love all the variations in size. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Amazing. Of course it's holiday time. Do you have any great Disney holiday memories? Disney holiday memories. Well, you know, I just went to Disneyland and this is not necessarily like, you know, December holiday, but I got to go for the first time ever during October. Oh, that was so cool. Cause I'd always heard about the Halloween decorations, but you know, the big pumpkin and how they fully transformed the haunted mansion. I was not expecting that. It was so cool. So I would, I would actually love to go to Disneyland during December time and see, cause it must be just incredible to see the decorations. I feel like we always love to talk about Disneyland on this too. Yes. I mean, growing up, I would just sit there all day long in my Jasmine costume and just sing all of the Disney songs over and over. So every year growing up, we would all get together and my mom would have like us do a little talent show. And I would always sing a Disney song in my, whatever costume I had, usually the Jasmine one, which I showed that picture on your podcast. Last yeah, year. that's right. We love that. It was so cute. Um, so yeah, oh. always like a Disney karaoke every Christmas season for sure. I love it. All right. Last year, you were one of the first people who recorded one of our Storytime With series, which was, oh. uh, for those who don't know, they were it was reading Disney tales to provide some comfort to kids and adults during everything that was going on. And of course you picked a Toy Story story, which was perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was it like for you to be a part of that project? That was so special, Jeffrey. And I was just so honored. And it was still such a highlight because that was right when the pandemic was kind of occurring. And, you know, there was so much uncertainty and, you know, it was the excitement of Toy Story. And so for me to be able to be part of that and just, I think it was one of the first things that I did back. And it just made me feel like, oh, okay, great. Like, even though we're in this pandemic, we can still be able to interact with each other. And I got so many amazing messages of people that used it at bedtime or used it, you know, during their homeschooling, because it was just like kids getting used to being in the home of it all, the homeschool Mm -hmm. of it all. And so I just thought that was such a beautifully powerful thing that you guys did. And it was, it was so meaningful to me too, because, you know, I have a niece and nephew and they watched it too. And I had, you know, friends that were watching it too and texts that I got. And I think that was the main thing I took away is that, you know, it proved to me that we can still connect with each other and we can still reach these kids too, that are like going through this very uncertain time. So, yeah. Well, thank you again. Amazing. Yeah. Okay. Well. We love to ask Disney favorites to some of our favorite Disney people. The only rule is you cannot pick a project or character that you worked on. 
So starting with favorite Disney animated movie. Oh, this is so hard. Okay. Uh, I'm trying not to panic because I, I have so <laughs> I love, well, this Pixar, but I love Inside Out. I think. Oh, good one. Yes. Goofball Island. I just, I, I'll like start to tear up because I just, it's just so real. I feel like, I don't know, growing up, that is that thing where you start to lose your sense of imagination. And, you know, even in this industry too, it's like at the end of the day, we're just playing, right. You know, mm-hmm. we're storytelling and we're having fun and we're, we're playing these characters. And so I think that really resonated with me as someone that like feels the pressure sometimes or whatever. And it's at the end of the day, we just want to have fun and tell good stories. So I love, I love Inside Out. Okay. Okay. Favorite live action movie. Oh man. Oh man. This is hard. I mean, do I gotta just go with, I mean, I'll just go with Shang-Chi right now because right in this moment, I just think for what it means and for how funny the action scenes was not something I was expecting. I was like, wow, they really did that. So I'll go with Shang-Chi and and just shout that out. Great choice. I have a feeling we know the answer to this one, but favorite Marvel superhero. Oh, this is hard to, oh, <laughs> you think you, I'm wondering if you're thinking the same as I, but Groot. Oh, wow. Ah, nice. I love that. I can love that. Go? I mean, Groot can Yeah, <laughs> of course. He saves that whole, all the guardians at the end of the first movie too. Yeah. But more specifically, baby Groot. So baby Groot. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Favorite Disney park attraction. Oh, oh this, ah, cars ride. Well, that's you know, California Adventure. Perfect. Ooh, Incredible. good one. Incredible. Radiator Springs Racers, love it. Yes. Disney Park snack. The pickles. Oh yeah. <laughs> yes, I got last time too. It is a tradition that I'll always have. I don't know why. You just want a pickle when you're at Disneyland. Yep. Yeah. True. Favorite Disney song. Uh, a whole new world (laughs) well from little jasmine herself yes but also i will say that i got to go to the final recording of toy story 4 that randy newman was you know orchestrating and it was just oh wow insane experience and he actually gave me the sheet music for giggles entrance song and he signed it and so i'm gonna get that frame but like so that's not really a song but it is you know that's pretty amazing yeah. All right. And last, you answered this a couple of years ago, but who knows? There could be a new one now. Favorite Disney memory. Oh, oh man. Oh, oh, you know what? Actually, doing D23 for the first time was... The expo? So- really? Oh no, but truly, it was such an amazing day because it was that panel was so empowering and we got I got to like hang with the women in it behind, you know, Christy Carlson Romano, who had like grown up watching on Even Stevens. Like it was just one of those full circle moments that I was like, wow, we're really here. And, you know, to be surrounded by all Disney fans and everyone was bounding. And I, you know, for me, as someone who's an actual fan, I was like, this is incredible. Like, how can I be here every year? And then after that, we got to go to the park and it just felt like such an awesome, awesome day to be surrounded by all Disney fans, truly. Can't wait for the next one. Allie, thank you so much. Oh no, is it over? (laughs) It is, I know you've got other people waiting for you. I mean, granted they're not as fun as us, but that's okay. (laughs) Congratulations on this. We look forward to the next 500 Disney projects you work on so that we can continue to interview you. Your intro (laughs) will get longer and longer and longer. (laughs) 
Oh my gosh. Love you guys so much. I love you. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Ali Maki can just, I I know that Yvette is really our unofficial fourth host, (laughs) but I swear she, you know, Ali can step in any day. Yes. I'm going to say very little here. I'm going to say stay tuned because I think early next year, we're going to have a little more Ali Maki news to be talking about. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I can say. Please don't make me sing. We will make you sing at some point, Jeffrey. But until then, (laughs) thanks everybody for listening to D23 Inside Disney. Don't forget to like and share this episode wherever you listen or subscribe. And if you want to chat with us, use that hashtag D23 Inside Disney. And for all the latest Disney info, check out D23.com. And from all of us here at the pod, we wish you and yours a very Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. We'll be back next week with an all new episode of D23 Inside Inside Disney. Disney.